HQ, folks. XQ quality. Better than HQ, but no one knows what the X stands for, except for extremely good. <clears throat> Here we go. episode 178 of Channel Massive. I'm Noah, and over the airwaves, there's Mark. I'm coming to you from a great distance. We're sorry, listeners, that we missed a week last week. I wasn't able to make it, and then our guest hosts bailed, and Mark was overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed with lack of interest. I mean, I was overwhelmed with the... <laughs> I'm <laughs> glad was, you're being I was, honest. I was... I was <laughs> You can you see I have I have produced an artifact clearly demonstrating that I had worked on show notes for the episode. That's right. I just failed to deliver. I don't know if I was just intimidated by the thought of doing a solo podcast or I know I had a couple of nights where my plans for the nights where I was going to do it were totally screwed up by <laughs> family family events I had to take care of, so yeah, this time of out. year is just, it's insane for everybody. There's just so much going on. It's crazy. Yeah. I know that's been the case for me. As I mean, yeah. I couldn't make the show last week, and it's right. been pretty much nonstop all week last week and this week. And we are recording just a few days in advance of Christmas, and I believe this podcast will be up before Christmas, so you can have yeah. something to listen to. And Yeah, screw, the, the, screw your favorite holiday music. Just put on some nonstop Channel Massive episodes. <laughs> As one listener has been doing, it sounds like, yeah. which, you know, God bless them. <laughs> that's, that's why we keep the RSS feed intact, just in that's case someone right. wants to do that. I loved how that listener referred to uh, episode one as a train wreck. That just cracked me up. <laughs> Confirming what we've always loosely referred to it as. Yeah, we should just we should I can just still remember it. how I feel. How, how I felt when we were sitting yeah. there before that and just being really intimidated about it and really nervous and just thinking, wow, what is this going to sound like? What am I going to sound like? Is anybody actually going to listen to this? Yeah. Why would anyone listen to this? Who would have thought that years later you'd look back on it and realize that was your first step to developing the voice, <laughs> which is leveraged by your employer and several podcasts now? <laughs> That's really thought. true. That's true. I am the voice of the hold music and <laughs> of the app tutorial videos at my real world job, <laughs> which is Who really else can strange. Say that it's strange, yeah. but but cool. I can put that on my resume. You should. You should get that I'm on. voice talent. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Very. I'm a multi-talented professional. <laughs> it's all. It's all a facade. It's a fraud. I'm a fraud. Yeah, that's how I always feel when I go to work. Yeah. <laughs> so given that it is close to the holidays and both Mark and I have just been, oh, what? Uh, what <laughs> we're happened? going to talk about one the public. Yeah. That is the one thing we're going to talk about, which should be interesting because, as you may know, if you've listened to previous episodes, I've only played it once, and that was during the closed beta. And... 
Mark played it a whole bunch during the beta. I even got a ticket to play it Mark style because Mark didn't have a time window on his beta plane. And I got a second invite that didn't have a time constraint on it, but it started at Thanksgiving. (laughs) Oh, jeez. And just pretty much from then to now, I've just had so much junk going on. I didn't have a chance to play that or freaking still not the uh, the Warhammer Dota. Oh, yeah. I still keep wanting to play that and have not played it. I have downloaded it, but I haven't played it. Yeah, I, I keep getting reminders. I'm like, dang it, I need to play that. So my game time is just basically whatever scheduled game times I have, which currently are Wednesday evenings. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, but we will tell you more in depth about what we're playing in the, in the next segment. And then after that, we've got some emails to go through and the listener feedback. And then we're going to get into Mark's impressions of Star Wars The Old Republic and what the general public and official professional critics have been saying about it. We love to hear what you think about the show, so please do continue to send your emails, thoughts, questions, accusations, comments, <laughs> and criticize, criticize, criti- criticizations to mail. Criti- <laughs> Criticism? Uh, yes. M-A-I-L. Yeah. <laughs> Channelmassive.com. <laughs> also, please review us on iTunes and tell your friends about the show. We love to have our family grow we want more listeners so that we can soon become a subscription-only podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's the dream, right? <laughs> There's 178 episodes of not doing it. It's bound to happen sometime. <laughs> yeah, it is our destiny. Yeah. Someone to hold me tight would be very nice. Someone to love This episode of Channel Massive is sponsored by UGT Servers. When you order Ventrilo hosting from UGT, you get all of the powerful administration features hardcore gamers want and the ease of use that newbie gamers need. With 24-hour tech support, 13 locations worldwide, and a 15-day money-back guarantee, you'd be crazy not to check them out. Head to UGT-Servers.com for all of your Ventrilo hosting needs. So this is the part of the podcast where we talk about what we've been playing. And with multiple podcasters, it's usually very fun and, and exciting to surprise someone. But with only two, it's not that exciting. So I'll just... <laughs> Hopefully I'll just, we can make up for that. With yeah. The, what we have to tell, to tell you. <laughs> with the actual content and not yeah. the, seg- the segue. <laughs> anyway, um, so Noah, I, I'm guessing you don't have a lot to report, but I'd love to know what you've been playing this last two weeks. Oh, yeah, I guess it has been two weeks. I'll have to think back a little bit further. Um, I finished Uncharted 2 a couple weeks ago and really loved it and immediately jumped into Uncharted 3, so I've played that a couple times. All in 3D. Which I'm wow. really happy about because when we first started playing it, me and my game buddy Chris, um, I'm like, can we play this in 3D? He's like, let's just play it normal. And I'm like, all right. He wears glasses, and I think he was worried that wearing 3D glasses on top of his glasses was going to be a little bit much. <laughs> but my 3D <laughs> glasses are only 1.5 ounces, so you don't even know that they're there, and they fit well over existing glasses. And so we played for like an hour, and I'm like, all right, I'm putting the 3D on. Like, oh, right. <laughs> so we played in 3D, and he's like, wow, this is cool. And then the second time we played, which was just yesterday, 
I'm like, all right, um, I'm going to put it in three. I, I, I tried to give an option. I'm like, do you want to play in 3D or do you want to start in regular and then switch to 3D? And he's like, oh, we can start now. And I'm like, all right, cool. It's like, put your glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> and we were playing and playing. And like a couple hours later, I think it was, he said, man, this 3D stuff, it's just really spoiling me. I'm not sure I can go back to playing regular video games and like yes (laughs) the conversion is complete (laughs) (laughs) and it's it's funny because i'm getting totally 3d overload right now because i'm playing that on my ps3 and i'm playing a lot of 3ds and i just really really enjoy my video games in 3d now it's not that i can't play something that's just regular 2d but since i have so much of it going on right now and since it's so new for me right now it's just like yes more, please, more. more. I'm still hungry. <laughs> Ready? <laughs> no hungers. Uncharted 3 is, is really fantastic. It's just as good as the first two. It's, it does a much better job. It does an even better job, I should say, with the story. It's really interesting. There's a lot more character exploration and character development. And significant things happen between Uncharted 2 and Uncharted 3 that you don't really know about until they just kind of get referred to or... Oh, that's cool. Kind of casually come up, and it's like, oh, wow, really? And it's just like there's continuously these really exciting reveals about these characters that you've been following across, I don't know, four years now? Yeah. But for me, only two months. Yeah. It's <laughs> but, like watching uh, Lost all in one scene, yeah, you know? Exactly, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. session. Yeah. Unfortunately, we had some really bad platforming experiences in the first 10 or so levels, and she's like, come on, how could the controls degrade? But... They got back to to where we where, where we were used to, and we haven't had oh, as many cool. issues. It's just been really fun, and we're finally playing on normal, which is <laughs> hello nice to do. Because uh, the first two we played on easy, and I felt kind of guilty about it, but it's just like, as I mentioned, it, I don't have a lot of time to play games, and so it's like yeah. you know, do I want to waste my time getting the exact same story by grinding through? more enemies or enemies that require more bullets or do I just want to play through it, get the experience and get the story. And yeah, but I think we forgot that we set uncharted three on normal. I know that my buddy Chris did because right. last week when we were playing, we were having all those issues like, God, this game's just really pissing me off. And just like, Oh, I was like, why don't they die? Da, 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 da. And I'm thinking of myself I'm like, that's because it's normal. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't <laughs> why the controls were crappy in some of the platforming segments, but he was just getting so angry and, He's forgotten. I can tell he's totally forgotten because he hasn't suggested change it back to easy because you can. Oh, and so I'm really looking forward to getting to the end. We're six chapters away from the end of the game. Not oh, a wow. And he's going to see it appear on the screen. You've completed the game of normal. And I'll be like, yay. Yeah. <laughs> Achievement unlocked. Oh, that's exactly. cool. That's great. I've wow. also play, been playing a lot of Super Mario 3DS on my – or Super Mario 3D Land on my 3DS – and I finished the main quest, which opens up a much, much, much more annoying and harder oh. special quest. <laughs> and at first I'm like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. Because I, I went through the main quest and I ended up having 100, 110 lives stocked up. And I had 120 stars, which was oh, wow. really good. And now that I'm playing the special quest and I'm about... Eh, about a halfway point of that, I'll sometimes burn through like 10 or 11 lives on a single stage because it's just full of all this crappy gotcha platforming design. It's like they were really cool and cre- 
reasonably creative in the first quest. And then they're like, how can we make this as obnoxious as possible? I mean, I've seriously had those classic, I want to throw this across the room and watch it break. Into <laughs> so I've had that over and over. And usually what I do, obviously I don't do that. Yeah. I just like F this game and I turn it off. <laughs> right. I'm like, I will not come back to this for at least a day because this is pissing me off so much. <laughs> you tell the, the game it's dead to you. and kind of Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I know yes. the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Last but not least, I've also played a couple matches of League of Legends. I got to play with um, Tony, Kurt. Oh, cool. Which was really cool. And then I also got to play some games for the first time with Ryan, who was on the show about a month ago. He's the pro competitive gamer guy. Yeah. Him and one of his friends. And I was really worried because he's playing with his fellow pro gamers. And I've never played with any of them. And they've reached level 30 and... Totally right. a ton, not more than I have, of course, but I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, my skills aren't going to be good, so I better tell them that this is going to suck. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, I did okay. And one of oh, them cool. me, so I knew that it was all right. And they'd had a string of losses, and I was able to help them get a win. And then, of course, we played another game and then had a loss, but it was okay <laughs> that I helped with a win. Yeah. Were you playing as Kogma or Sona? No, the or? game that we won, I played as Sona. And then I'm like, all right, time to play as Kogma, but we just had the wrong mm. classes. Um, and it's just, I was holding my own for the most part in mid. I was going to get killed every once in a while because I was fighting against LeBlanc and my character has no oh, yeah. escape. And LeBlanc is able to just dash right in and just totally kill you and like then tether you uh, yes. really far away. Otherwise, she's pretty weak. And then, the, so it's like I was kind of struggling with that. And my teammates in the other two lanes couldn't help me because they were getting their butts handed to them. Oh, man. <laughs> so it was just a steady decline into surrender <laughs> right and you're like counting the minutes or the seconds yeah i felt bad because i'm like i want to give him two victories and like i gotta i gotta go to bed oh, yeah that's too bad still cool though yeah so those are my main highlights how about you what have you been playing mark um let's see so i i've been playing um well, I was mentioning earlier that Rocksmith has turned out to be a gateway drug for me, and now I'm just playing my guitar oh. without, without the game at all. So well, Ubisoft could hear that. Yeah, they'd be like, yay, wait, fail, no, yay. <laughs> it's cool, too, because I didn't really know who the Black Keys were, and now I've... I've They're awesome. I have, like, got their entire catalog, and I've been listening to them, like, pretty much every day to and from work, and... I just really am impressed with some of the stuff that some of these indie bands and what they're doing and stuff. And those guys rock really good. Um, so that was nice. Totally ungaming related, but, um, I've been playing some League of Legends, but not a whole lot. My friend Donovan, um, he had, uh, been playing really kind of hard and heavy about a year and a half ago. And then his PC kind of broke and he was busy with different jobs and all kinds of stuff going on. And uh, he just got his uh, his PC back up and running, and so he's been playing a little bit and wanted wanted me to. Well, he's been playing a lot and just wanted me to join him, and uh, I've been doing that just a little bit. And uh, although I don't think he and I have actually played a game yet together, every time I go to get on, he's in a game or I'm, you know, something like that. But um, that's kind of fun to get back in. I've been playing mostly with um, Kale still, the uh, the wow. angelic fire wielding chick. I just really like her. Um, and I've been, um, some other game has been distracted. Oh, yes, Star Wars The Old Republic launched, so <laughs> I've been playing that almost 
with any any free time I've got, I've been pretty much playing that and um, been enjoying it quite a bit. Worry about everything being blown away. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Like I feel like I can be attached to my character, Um, despite the fact that I'm playing the same character class specifically, even down to the the you know the sub um, class you get to choose a level ten. I'm playing the exact same one over uh, that I've done three times now in the beta, and now this time. I am not like speed running it. I'm just really kind of enjoying everything and and trying to like learn some of the nuances of the game that I never really paid attention to, and I'm having a really good time with that. And um, last night for the first time, I grouped up with some actual friends. So I played with Scott uh, from the South, and uh, also my uh, one of my friends from work who's uh, uh, been playing the game. And so the two of us, uh, the three of us, teamed up and. Ran through a bunch of missions and um, some kind of daily quests that they have that are kind of similar to uh, the WoW daily quests, and uh, it was a blast. We had a really good time. We were on Skype just talking while we were playing and you know, kind of comparing notes with what mm-hmm. classes we've we've chosen, and had a really good time. Um, so that. Oh, and then I'm still playing that Tower Defense Lost Earth game on oh my gosh. iPhone. I've gotten through, like, four more maps on the super hard mode. Um, and in, I'm now at the point where when you start playing the map, like, you know, it, it used to be, like, in the earlier super hard mode version of it, it's just hard mode, but for me I call it super hard mode. But when I first started playing the first levels, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I have a good strategy. And it would be towards, like, one of the last of the three final waves that I would die. And now I'm at the point where the first wave will wipe me out, if I don't, or the second wave will wipe me out if I don't do the right thing. So it's mm. How many more def- levels do you have left? Like 12 more. Oh, man. And uh, I refuse to. I just was looking it up today because I was like, how much does that game cost? Because I've really gotten a lot of value out of it. And it's $3 on you know for the iPhone. In, considering the number of hours I've put into it now, which you can't really track, but it's got to be, you know, at least a day of my life gone to this, maybe two. But um, the the thing about it is I was looking that up, and I saw that there are actually YouTube videos on how to clear some of the maps, but I have, like, I can't do that. I, like, it's this is a matter of pride, you know, for me. So I'm just still still just grinding through that game. And it's really fun. Like, I like... Every day, like, for one map that's, you know, taking me, like, a week to solve, I'll, like, have a new strategy that I'm going to try, you know, and try and figure it out. So <laughs> it's kind of fun. I'm I'm really hooked on it. I can't, I'm sure they'll come out with a sequel the day I finish this one. Because I keep telling myself that as soon as I finish this, I'm going to start reading a bunch of books on my Kindle viewer, Kindle reader, uh, you know, uh, app. But they'll come out with, like, the sequel, and then I will still be, like, totally, you know, a totally horribly read person. But I guess that's just the way life goes. Uh, that that pretty much sums up my gaming. I haven't done pretty much anything else but those things. Well, listeners, if you're playing any of the games that we're talking about, whether it's Star Wars or Skyrim or even Uncharted, tell us what your experience has been in those. Send in your thoughts or critiques or compliments to the games to mail. M-A-I-L. At channelmaster.com. Another morning is coming, the sun is high. Speaking of mail, it's time to get into the listener feedback section. (laughs) Yeah, not that mail. 
Oh, the other I, male. I meant it as that. <laughs> I meant it was. Hoagie <laughs> three wrote in. Hey guys, thank you very much for your advice. I'm trying to get my PC gaming chops up for when Star Trek goes free to play. Episode one of Channel Massive was a train wreck. So, listeners, we were <laughs> joking a couple weeks ago because Hilgi wrote in that he listened to episode one and two, and I'm like, surely he's talking about like 171, 172. And this email confirms he's actually been listening from episode one. He is and he continues. An achiever. <laughs> yeah, or a sadist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for MMO archetype. It's interesting. He's gonna he's gonna discover all these other co-hosts that we used to have. <laughs> I know. He's gonna be like, who the fuck's Jim? Where did they go? <laughs> what happened? We we had to put them down. <laughs> so he wrote episode one of Channel Massive was a train wreck, but I still enjoyed it, and I'm now up to episode ten. Wow. Mark was asking for a game like Guitar Hero, but with a real guitar, and now he's playing Rocksmith. Wow, that's crazy. I do remember that rant that I went on a long time ago. It's amazing to believe you can actually remember some of this stuff after all these years and <laughs> um but i do remember that i was like why can't they just make a damn game that you can use your real guitar on and lo and behold it happened ask and you shall receive i think so and his last bit of clarification he wrote when i have been in a group with multiple scots apparently it happens everywhere not just on the show People will start calling me Hilgi, which is the first part of my last name, and you guys did pronounce it correctly. Thanks again, Hilgi3. Right on. Apparently there's more than one Hilgi because he puts a three at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, there has apparently been another, and another before that other. Cool, it wrote in about your conversation of on live. I think it would be cool if I could get the games on my iPad and have an app for my iPhone to be the controller. Also, I would like to see them add console-only games, such as Dark Souls. I hate playing on consoles, but there are some games that I would love to play. I hope they move in the direction of MMOs. It would be awesome to do some mining in Darkfall while I'm at work. <laughs> we'll see where this all goes. I'm a huge fan of streaming media and have almost completely eliminated cable TV from my life. And about Rocksmith, I was waiting for the PC version, but it got pushed back until later next year. So I'm going to pick up the Xbox version. Let's get the band together, Mark. Right on, man. Let's do it. Do it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh... I think once I have an iPad, I probably will have one at some point in my life. <laughs> I'll be able to understand this desire to merge the world of Apple into controlling everything in my gaming life, but I'm in no rush to go there. I'm not really in a rush for that myself. I would. I think it'd be cool to have a pad, like, um, you know, of debated getting a, uh, an Android or an iPad. And in the end, I can't seem to reconcile the fact that I have way more iPhone apps than Droid apps purchased, but that I'm more attracted to the thought of a Droid pad. So <laughs> in the end, I just don't do it anything. Does it make sense? It's contradictory. Yeah. This <laughs> does not compute, does not compute. The Kirk is not the creator. It's one of those... So I, I just start, smoke comes out of my ears and I go, you know what? I'm just going to wait until something just makes the decision for me. And no, that has not yet happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to report. So, uh, I think it'd be cool though if like they had, you know, on live for the iPad, um, or, you know, for a droid pad or something, that'd be pretty cool to be able to do that. But, um, 
Yeah, right now, I just don't have a compelling enough reason to do it, and I always carry my laptop around anyway for work and stuff, so, you know, fine with that. Does Rocksmith have online multiplayer? Um, I think, I thought it had, um, I don't believe so. I think it has, um, like side-by-side kind of old-school Guitar Hero type multiplayer. But I don't think it has online. If it does, I've never tried it. And now that I've let my Xbox Gold membership go, I probably will never have the opportunity to try it. No online multiplayer, just two-player split screen. Well, that's a shame. I I was uh, trying to come up with a list of a comprehensive list of my recommended cooperative games for a co-op oh, uh-huh. who just got an Xbox 360. Well, actually, I can tell you who it is because she's been on the show before, Dinara. So her oh, yeah. husband wanted to get a PS3 during the Black Friday sale rush and was able unable to get one. And so they got a 360 and said, because you just had to have a system to play Skyrim on. And since oh. it's on both, they were hoping they'd also get a PS3 so that when we had our Lord of the Rings viewing marathon, that they could watch it in Blu-ray. So they don't have Blu-ray. They do have a 360. Oh. They want to play games together. And I was going through this. I think it's Co-Optimus Prime is the name of the website. And uh-huh. it focuses exclusively on co-op games on any platform. And they have a list of all the games on every system. And so as going through the 360 titles just to make sure that I wasn't forgetting anything because I was recommending, like, well, Left 4 Dead is awesome. And Gears of War's got some good co-op. And then, of course, the Call of Duty games have co-op. And then there's Portal 2. And then I went through, it was going through the alphabetical list, and I saw all the Guitar Hero games and all the Rock Band games. I'm like, oh, yeah. Those were the days. They seem so long ago. They do. (laughs) Which is weird because they weren't that long ago. I I suppose years ago is years ago, but... It seems like a generation ago, almost. Yeah. That we were just getting together. I remember when I first brought in my Guitar Hero plastic guitar to work to show you because I thought it was so cool. Yeah. (laughs) And then we ended up all getting the game, and then there was Guitar Hero 2 and Rocks the 80s and Guitar Hero 3 and the console transition and Rock Band and Rock Band parties. And those were always some of the best co-op gamer party games. They still oh, yeah. are. I know. They're Remember that time we on. had the the rock band party where we had we were battling the other group of rock band players in the other room. That was like <laughs> the coolest thing ever. I mean, it was the total peak. <laughs> yeah, that was can get no better. Yeah, except an actual real battle of the bands, I suppose. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> it that was pretty cool. cool. Yeah, it was just cool because you, that's what I loved about those games is that. Those games were was that people of any skill set could get into it, and everybody yeah. could get together and have a good time. We just haven't really had anything like that since then. And no, I think Rocksmith not having multiplayer kind of confirms that. Apparently, Harmonix is working on a new game that's not Rock Band related, but also working on an update to Rock Band that is a new sequel that will be really interesting or something. I think. Or no, wait, I scratch that. Harmonix is working on a new game, period, and then Activision is working on an update to the Guitar Hero franchise. That's I wonder, it's supposed to be revolutionary. I wonder if now that they know that what you can do, because Rocksmith did it, if they'll just add that into theirs. So, you know, I mean... Yeah. It's, it's I like don't know once, how many other places you can go with it. That's the thing. 
Yeah, I mean, I know, like, for Rock Band, I mean, on on their front, they don't really have... Well, they have the super expensive guitar that does kind of the same thing. Well, it does the same thing, but just <laughs> at a much higher price point. Um, and, but they also have the, you know, the MIDI adapter, so you can use any keyboard and play, and you can use a, any MIDI drum set and play, yeah. um, you know, in the, in the pro mode or whatever. Yeah. So it seems like, I mean, we're really close to the point where, I mean, vocals, they've had that forever since Rock Band 1 came out, and then the Beatles one added, like, the three-part harmony and everything. I mean, it seems like we're at the point where the ultimate one would be a rock band or a guitar, what is it? Not Guitar Hero, but what's the ultimate version of Guitar Hero where it's like the band? Um, whatever that is. You know what I'm talking about? Is no. it Rock Hero? What? The, it's the same. It's from the Guitar Hero people, but it's like the full band. They have their own drum set and they have their own. Oh, well, it was still Guitar Hero World Tour or whatever. World Tour, yeah. So I'm, I'm saying like either, either the... Either a rock band or a guitar hero type franchise thing that would <laughs> thing. I love it when I start to use that. It's technical. Um, it's a, my technical word that stuff and things with the stuff. But <laughs> like, if they could come out with with something that brought it all together, like the Rocksmith use any guitar, use any bass. Um, the the vocals would be covered, and then for drums, like just any kind of uh, MIDI drum kit with a, a converter. Um, you pretty much have the ability to, to 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 simulate a full band. I mean, with real instruments. Mm-hmm. You know that. I guess that would be the ultimate there. But who knows? All you need then is a virtual smoke machine. <laughs> Capture that full feel. Did you know there is a rock band smoke machine? No. It costs two hundred dollars. I saw wow. it one. I saw it like two years ago at um at like a GameStop or something, and I was like, "Is that what I think it is?" And yeah, it was like I think it might have had some lights too, but it was basically basically like a stage atmosphere simulator thing that they made. Could you imagine <laughs> that? Yeah, I can't imagine spending that money though. <laughs> no, it's like okay for that much money, you need to just. Go play at a bar. <laughs> You're so close. It's, yeah, it's weird. It's it's like, I don't know. It makes me think of little girls playing tea time with fake teapots and fake. Yeah. And, and then like selling them, you know, fine china tea set. But it's just for tea time. It's just for pretend. It's so it's close like, to the, I mean, you've gone to so much. Up. Yeah. It's like LARPers versus people who play Dungeons and Dragons, I guess. You know? <laughs> it's like <laughs> you're no, so close. Not to quite. The, you're so close to that level. No, not not dissing on the D and D players, but the LARPers, <laughs> you know, they have armor that they've made themselves or purchased. They have these weapons, specialty weapons, because they have to be able to take serious bludgeoning, and. uh you know, they're really close to actual real weapons and real armor, but not quite. <laughs> so, anyway, interesting tangent we took there. Yeah. But you reminded fun. me, I forgot to mention it. I, I don't, I guess, I suppose I should mention it, but I have been playing in a Dungeons and Dragons campaign, my first real one. And we had two sessions in the last month, and I'm starting a new one in addition to that one. Damn. So, That's this cool. is kind of scary. This may be a verbal chronicle 
of my descent into LARPing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a descent, not an ascent. We're gonna, you know, um, do you have a, do you have an iPhone or a Droid yet? Or... No, not yet. Maybe, there's, maybe this in the next couple weeks. <laughs> there's an application for the iPhone and I'm sure there's one for the Droid called Everyday. And it's like you can take a, it, you take a self portrait every day and it lines your face up. So then you can kind of track over time how you're descending into chaos or something. And so if that's the case, we should probably start with daily photographs now so that we can watch your physical, you know, deterioration. As you <laughs> that's become. funny you say that considering that you played Dungeons and Dragons many years before I did. Yeah, but I'm done. I've stopped. So that must I, explain I'm your reforms. Yeah, that's why I look. <laughs> that's why I look something like Gandalf now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Speaking of, did you see the new trailer for the Hobbit movie? No, oh I did not see that. It is out, and if oh, you're no. into video games and Lord of the Rings Online or anything fantasy, I command everyone to go and watch it. It's over on the iTunes stores. But oh, that is the, the most ridiculous and last tangent that we will take before we take our break. <laughs> And then when we come back, we're going to talk about Mark's impressions of Star Wars, The Old Republic, and how those line up with the rest of the world. This messy piece of crap. That's how (laughs) one person (laughs) summed up what Star Wars, The Old Republic is. Not in one of the professional reviews, of course. And it's, it's always weird to see... You have to take websites, pro websites, and, and gaming magazines reviews of MMOs within a week of them launching with a grain of salt because you know that they've yeah. played the games strictly in the beta environment or they've only played in an environment where there's other press people running around. And they're just aware, they're just as aware of this artificiality and the lack of patching and, and having the full game community descending on it. They're just as aware of that as we are. And yet, nevertheless, there are already, as of this recording, five pro reviews, quote-unquote, over on Metacritic of Star Wars The Old Republic. The game currently has a Metascore of 88, meaning that most of the reviews, let's see, we've got two 80s, we've got 188, 193, and the highest from Aus Gamers, as in Australian Gamers, is a 95. PC Gamer is actually the second highest with a 93 IGN is yet to chime in, neither is GameSpot. I think both of those publications, online as it may be, they tend to play for two or three weeks before they'll post their official review and they'll put up some impressions, which I think is cool because it makes their review slightly more accurate. But as we know, look at Star Wars Galaxy's new game experience. MMOs can change so much. They can turn into free-to-play games and everything else. Absolutely. Overall, the... Pro response has not been like 100s across the board. I mean, we're not getting seeing Skyrim here or right, Grand right. Theft Auto, but we're seeing stuff that's definitely positive. It's above 80, or it's 80 or above, which is what many game publishers look for and PR companies look for. So that's yeah. good. Yeah, I'd say that's good. And I think you know MMOs are they're tricky because they some people just don't like them. Period. You know. <laughs> And so yeah. even though even though you know technically it's kind of like a spiritual successor to Kotar or Kotar 1 and 2 it's a totally different format and anyone expecting it to be 
those two games would be in some ways disappointed. You know, it's it's different. It's not a single player RPG. It's a it's an MMO. Uh, allegedly, it's an MMO by a company who has put more content into this one single game than any of their other games combined, or all of their other games combined, I should say. Which, considering that's Bioware, yeah, Dragon Age even more than Dragon Age. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's it's a pretty crazy claim, you know. Um, So, yeah, it's it's interesting. I I I had to go. I have to. I always like to look at outliers because I think that outliers. Well, statistics are interesting, but outliers always tell an interesting story. And when you go to Metacritic. Um, it's fun to go and look at the zero or one scores and see what the people actually wrote and just to see like what got them so bent on the game. Yeah, and, because there's what, 752 ratings so far and on yeah. the user review section, it's not an 88, it's 5.9 out of 10. Yeah, and so let me just tell you, um, two days ago it was 2.5 out of 10. It was almost all negative reviews. Um, now what's happening is people are coming in with the more positive reviews, but it was mostly the haters initially, and it was really weird because of the few positive reviews that people were saying, well, I guess the people that like the game are just actually playing the game and not bitching about it, which there's a certain bit of truth there. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of weird to watch it kind of evolve. Um, there were no, there were also no um, pro reviews yet, or maybe there was like a couple, and the pro part was questionable. It would be like <laughs> if Channel Massive was considered a pro review, you know, it would be like that yeah. kind of questionable yeah. kind of journalistic integrity. Wait a minute, what am I saying? <laughs> but, um, but anyway, so some of, the, some of the haters have written some things that I find to be entertaining. Um, before I even get into whether or not I like the game or not. Let me just read some of these because I think they're pretty interesting. Um, um, oh, did you you highlighted all the, the main points that they made, didn't you? Well, I just highlighted some of my favorite sound That's, bites out of I'll the just, selection I'll, that Mark picked. I'll just go through that. So here's the first reviewer. Lacks the major features that make WoW such a successful game. Um, basically a downgrade from playing WoW. Another one. A mediocre WoW clone. This is supposed to be one of the most expensive games in history, but the quality doesn't show it show it in it at all. Had to paraphrase because they messed up their grammar there. The overuse of voiceover makes questing instances more of a chore. Boring fetch quests and extermination quests padded out with meandering dialogue and boring stories. This game relied entirely on its story, which had no replayability, and you completed in six, you can complete it in six days. Well, six days, I suppose, if you don't have anything else you going on. You cat ass and poop sock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you do, that's great. Although the replayability would be – that would not necessarily be true because there's different classes, so not quite so true. But anyway, um, so those are some of the haters. And, and I read a bunch of other stuff, you know, and there are people just saying – what they basically were complaining about was that it was not a revolutionary step forward in MMOs but almost to a person, they said, aside from the story, which is better. Some of them begrudgingly said the story is better. Some of them pretended it's not better. But most of them said, it's not. there's nothing revolutionary about this except for the story. It's just basically an MMO. Well, it's funny because, you know, to editorialize this a little bit, we've kind of for years been complaining about the 
kind of relatively weak storyline that that MMOs are kind of tied together with, where it's almost like an afterthought to come up with a story or you know a, a serious setting for the for the uh, the realm or the land that this is all taking part in. So this game at least grabs this really more most mostly to me it's the most compelling IP of the Lucas Arts. Um, uh, what would you library. say? Can- library canon? If you, yeah. I don't know. It's it's. I love the setting. I like it a whole lot better than the you know Star Wars, the original Star Wars, or the the new Star Wars that happens before the original Star Wars, but is done later. Whatever. I I liked. I loved Kotar because it was like you know a thousand or three thousand years before that. And this setting is the same. You know, it's way before that. The things are a little different. Um, has a lot more to do with the Sith, and instead of just you know being just I don't know, in the the Star Wars uh, movies we're kind of used to, there's like really only like a tiny amount of Sith alive in this this universe. There's thousands of them, and it's really fascinating to me. So I think what they did was what they attempted to do was to take their you know, Bioware story comes first kind of mantra and apply it to this and um, to have people say, well, it's just like an MMO, but it does maybe have story. I find that to be really funny. It's kind of like saying, God damn it, this new um, FPS game I'm playing is just like Doom, but, you know, with better graphics because it's modern day and with, uh, you know, some kind of like... um, level up kind of things and, and better um, VoIP communications. You know, it's like, why, why would you expect the genre to be totally, like, um, mutated or something? If, if it's an MMO, it's going to be an MMO, and it's going to be what an MMO is. Um, I just think, and well, here's my opinion. I think that they do a lot of things that other MMOs do, you know, really smoothly and better and with a, with a really high degree of polish. Um, and they also have better story. So I don't know what what did you think, Noah, of your your um, beta play as far as the storylines? Did you get into any of the major story arcs or anything, or did you even? Uh, I don't. I don't think that I played it enough to get into a major story arc. I was just going through what felt to me traditional noob character right. stuff. Where it's like, oh, there's these guys and they're imprisoning. Some of our people go out and smash the cages, set them free. And, of course, you know, five seconds later, the cage is magically regenerated and there's another person back inside of it. Right, Because <laughs> it's right. not instanced or anything. The thing that really bugged me the most about it, <laughs> which and this is a small thing that I'm sure that if I wanted to really commit myself to the game and play it for dozens upon dozens of hours, like I've done with League of Legends... I really got super angry that uh, I had to go back to a base with a character trainer to train up any new skills. So I could be in the middle of a dungeon and level up, which happens a lot because that's when you're gaining a lot of experience. You're going and you're killing monsters and stuff like that. And then it's like, boom, okay, you've leveled up, but you don't actually have any new skills because you have to complete this dungeon because you started it, so you need to complete it. And then you have to backtrack all the way back through the dungeon and then run all the way across the landscape to get back to the town or get to a new town to find a class trainer. And then you have to pay him money to actually level up. And that really irritated me as well. 
It's just like, uh, you know, I don't want to sit here and grind forever so that I can have a stash of cash just for my leveling up and then a stash of cash for everything else that my character needs to do in an RPG. It's like a really basic design decision that just ticked the heck out of me because it's like, wow, I earned this, I earned this new level and I've got all these new powers that I could have, but oh, I can't actually put them to use because I'm in the middle of a quest and I'd have to abandon this quest and leave and then go grind through everything that respawns in order to get the skills and use them where it's most relevant. I would agree with you that that was a kind of a a bad design choice, but it is a MMO staple. So we'll say that first off, that's how almost all of them work. Why they had to persist that particular one. I don't know because they do a bunch of other stuff that, other MMOs don't do. I'm assuming you didn't get far enough to get a companion. I had one, and I was Did really you? excited because it's just a robot. <laughs> oh, like <laughs> I had my HK little Force. droid. Yeah, around. it was like he was more like a glorified R2, kind of a small version of an R2. And then the story dictated, oh, well, that robot might have some information on it, so we're going to take him away from you. And I'm like, you jackasses! It's like I would not have talked oh. to you. If I'd known that you were going to take this away, so I could at least enjoy having it around for a little bit longer than twenty minutes, right? So, and it really was something that was triggered by the story because I'm like, all right, well, I need to turn in this quest. Up, oh, they're taking this thing away, and I'm like, where, where is it? Why don't I get to use it anymore? Oh, that sucks. Nope. <laughs> well, one thing. So one thing they do that. So yeah, I, I I have to agree with you on that decision, especially since like Dragon Age and Dragon Age Two, and I think all of their Games don't work the same way with the trainer deal. Um, you know, it's like more like you, more like in Skyrim where you just have like this. Wow, I, I've just defeated all these monsters. I learned a lot of stuff in this battle, and now suddenly I'm a little bit better at this or that. That would have been a way more, uh, I don't know, would have been a, a much more elegant way to pull this off than to have to go to the traditional trainer to level up. I totally agree with you, but it well, is. Like in again, WoW, do you have to pay? Yeah. I don't think you oh, have yeah. to, do you have to pay in WoW? Yeah. Oh wait, absolutely. yeah, you do. It's a total MMO staple. Shut that I mean, horrible experience out of my mind. Yeah, sorry about that. But the things they do do, um, I love to say do do, but the, the, some of the things they do pull off that were were different is, for instance, your companion. You're like, I have all these crap items on me. I don't want. And there's a button you can press to send, have your companion take off for one minute and sell off all your crap items and then come back to you. And also, as far as like trade skills, they're all um, done by sending off your companion to do them. You know, for That's three nice. minutes or six minutes or whatever. And so you can still be going about your business instead of like hanging out on an anvil. You know, working on your you know smelting or whatever <laughs> the hell you're doing. You know, um, or, you know playing around with the forge or trying to make um, a bunch of cloth into something, you know, you just send your companions off to do the, your bidding for you and you continue to do whatever the hell you were doing. You just won't have the companion with you until they're done. Yeah, yeah. And that, that was so cool. So I don't know why they chose to do that for the um, skills, but I guess it kind of comes back to what a lot of these people are complaining about. They're like, you know, they're hating on some of the like basic um, design features that we've all had forever with MMOs. Which gets and to just, the point that Old Republic doesn't reinvent a lot of things. It does, just like you and Eric felt when you played it, 
at E3 a couple of years ago, you're like, well, this is, or, or you watched it or whatever. You're like, this is World of Warcraft with Star Wars license with companions. Right. No, we, we played it. We got to play it. And it was, uh, it was some kind of a quest thing. But fortunately, they appear, they appear to have come a long way as far as the, like the flashpoints and stuff are way more interactive, way more, there's a way better story. There's plot twists involved. It's really, you know, I'm sure the the second time you play through something like that, it wouldn't be that exciting because <laughs> you know about it. But the first time through, you're like, oh, this is really pretty damn cool. You know, kind of, it's kind of like the task forces from um, City of Heroes, but done yeah. way more smoothly. Um, you know, with a, a much better pace, done more smoothly, without all the grind, with a lot of story wrapped into it, and like I say, with plot twists and you know things that tie into kind of like your main story. So that that's pretty cool how they do that. Um, but yeah, I just I, I found it really interesting that the haters went straight to Metacritic and just unloaded. And then <laughs> when you looked, what was really funny was when you looked at some of the other things they had hated on. They were hating on things like, um, oh God, you know, like games that are just, you know, selling like crazy that are, you know, really popular, like dissing on the latest Call of Duty or, you know, it's like, it's like, wow, do you just like get the latest game and just go, this is fucking horrible. I have to give it a zero on Metacritic or my day won't be complete. Well, and that's funny is because then you have the apologists coming and they're all giving a perfect 10. So there's really no rational middle ground anywhere. And and that's mm-hmm. that's sad too because it's not a perfect game. But again, you know, Skyrim, which you know scored that perfect score with the crazy Japanese uh, rating um, site, you know, Infamous it's not too. perfect yeah. either. It's not perfect at all. In fact, no. A, the a more lot that I of, hear about it, that's getting fixed all the time. I'm like, how did this game get a ten from so many places? Because there are like so many huge, yeah. glaring bugs. Unlimited inventory. So enchanting to people that they gave it a 10 anyways. It's just like, wow. (laughs) It took them to a different place, that's for certain. Because, yeah, there are are glaring problems with it that people just overlook. But still, it's not perfect. It did not launch perfect. No Bethesda game ever launches perfect. It's just that within about four months, they do pretty much become pretty damn perfect. You know, I mean... They, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is that keeps them from, you know, releasing their stuff. Um, you know, maybe when it should be released, but you know, they're kind of the opposite of uh, Blizzard in that respect. Like, we will not release our game until it is fifty percent bug. <laughs> and I, um, I, I kind of feel like um, this is the best, probably any MMO, the best quality any MMO can have. And, and launch like this. This is the reality. This is the best that you can get. I feel. Yeah, I do I, too. I think even. I mean, even if when Blizzard came out with World of Warcraft, it was not perfect. It had a lot of issues, but at its time, it was the best that you could get at launch. And I feel like, in, in terms of following that model, this is the best MMO you could expect or hope for at launch, in terms of yeah. quality and execution. I think that's a huge point, you know, it's it's it it's like a lot of the almost everything that I heard people who who leveled um fair criticism at the game uh, uh, as far as what they were saying 
even that was like you could have leveled all those against WoW when it launched and hugely successful game. In fact, a lot of what I've seen leveled against it was leveled against WoW, which was, well, for those of us who can spend 20 hours a day playing the game, um, we will run, we will exhaust all the in-game content fairly quickly. Um, yeah, that kind of happens anywhere. And if, believe me, you don't want crap content generated for you, you know, you don't want, you don't want, um, something where it's like a, a panel gets together in the morning and by mid afternoon they've got it completely designed and then it's off to be, you know, produced for you. You want something to be actually <laughs> well done with the story, with unique graphics, with, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, all the same kind of complaints. Like one, one of the big things was having to do the looking for guild thing is a horrible step backwards because they don't have the dungeon finder deal that um, yeah, WoW only that WoW only has, got yeah. in the last two years or whatever. It's like, you know, I have not yet had a problem getting into a group with doing looking for group or looking for more. I mean, it's taken literally seconds. So not to be an apologist for the game, but I'm just saying it's an MMO and it's true to the MMO um, genre and it's going to be that way. And expecting it to be Skyrim with multiple players is not realistic. <laughs> and I think some people also got in the hype that, or, or they just wanted to believe because Bioware positioned it this way, that this was Knights of the old Republic sequels three through 11. And the thing is an MMO is by no means the same as a single-player RPG. No. Even with this much story added in, all this voice acting and the companions, it's a middle ground, kind of. It's still much more MMO, but it's it's a step between the two. But you have people... There's one comment, a recent one, on Metacritic that says... Uh, let's see... I understand it's an MMO, but this is just inexcusable. Okay, gameplay. No World of Warcraft? Good news. You already know how to play 85% of the game. Played only Knights of the Old <laughs> Republic? Bad news. There's nothing from Knights of the Old Republic in this. It's your standard MMO affair. Tanks, heals, DPS, burst damage, damage over time, taunts, rotations, etc. If you're used to MMOs, then you're in luck. It does that pretty well. <laughs> but it's not Knights of the Old Republic. And then he continued... Uh, let's see. Also, this makes the whole Knights of the Old Republic 3 through 11 claim bullcrap. Class storylines are only 20% of the game. Everyone shares about 80%. And one of the best features I would list was removed, armor. So, but he, the, main fo the main point being that there's still at launch a lot of shared content and that if you wanted to play light side character class and then another light side character class that was different, You'll still be you'll be seeing some unique stuff, but also some of the same stuff and the same planetary progressions and still some very linear paths. Right. Yeah, I think you know it's that's true to a point. I I guess when you look at it from a content point of view, I I think the choosing to voice act everything makes a big difference. Yeah, that makes content. such a difference in quality. Yeah. Um, you know, I was just thinking about. The story, I mean, so let's get back to what the real point of this game was. It wasn't, even though there's that claim about the whole, it's, you know, it's, it's Kotar. What, what, what did they say? Three through 11 or three through what? Three, two, three through 11. 11. <laughs> yeah. 
That's kind of a, I guess, because there's eight different classes is how they logically came up with that. Yeah. Um, sure, you know, there's that. But I think what they were really <laughs> after was to try to bring a story, you know, a good story to the to the game, which has always been Bioware's strength. Now, a lot of the negative um, criticisms that I've read have have kind of gone around and around and said the stories are suck are sucky and they're bland and they're 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 no better than any other MMO. I have not ever thought about a a story arc from an MMO, any MMO, even City of Heroes, which had some interesting ones, like I have the ones in this game. Um Specifically, there's one where you run into a cult that you're supposed to, at least from a dark side point of view, uh, Sith side, you're supposed to go in and infiltrate the cult, find the leader, and then have him killed. You find out that this cult is actually worshipping this guy who was a Jedi who turned Sith, died, and came back somehow as somebody kind of straddling both sides, and they're like a third faction. And you get to kind of decide... Um, whether or not the um, the cult is going to be treated as a cult or brought into the Sith, there's even rumors that maybe the the leader um, is not dead and is has actually infiltrated the Sith and is actually their your emperor. I mean, it's like a really cool story that when you combine it all with the you know just the Star Wars canon and all the the, the curiosity you might have about. What, what's going on with the, the Sith and the Jedi and their, their you know, thousands of years of struggling. It's really an er- interesting story arc. And I thought about it actually driving to work, and I thought, wow, I haven't really thought about any storyline in any MMO ever. And so I think they have succeeded in at least that respect with this one simple story arc. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but it's it was yeah, impressive me, to me. Probably the closest would have been... The opening story for Age of Conan, which was the same, no matter what class you were, but it was really interesting that you wash, you're in a slave ship and you wash up on the beach and you help rescue this girl and she's going to help you take on the slave owner and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. Right. Of course, it was the same for every single time. Yeah, and it and it didn't have and it didn't have a lot of depth to it. It was it was pretty cool. Not, I you know, like, I think Dragon Age really had some cool story arcs as far as... I, I do still think Bioware kind of has the corner uh, on the market. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. At least they capture they capture my imagination, you know, I don't know. So what would your recommendation be to anybody who's maybe on the fence right now in terms of getting into or purchasing Star Wars The Old Republic? Well... I would say do it because I think it's fun. I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how it turns out. I mean, it's like all MMOs. This is it's 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 in its infancy. It's just coming out of the gate. Um, Bioware is really serious about it. EA is kind of depending on this thing to be a success. Um, so I would imagine that they're going to have a much larger than normal live team. They definitely have people buying it like crazy and, and paying that you know that money that kind of fuels um, additions to the content. So 
I personally am really enjoying it. Um, my friends that I'm playing with are really enjoying it. We're enjoying it so much that we're playing it all the time and we're not spending time writing, you know, negative blog articles about it or anything like that. <laughs> so, so it's succeeded on that front. Um, I, I really had sworn off MMOs. I wasn't going to buy this game. I don't know if I had told you about this, but I wasn't going to buy it. I was just going to play the beta, you know, and I was like, yeah, I don't, you know, I, I've, I've played pretty much about 50% of all the, the recent, um, you know, MMOs that have had betas that were available. And this one, I thought, well, it's interesting, but I had that kind of negative experience at E3, and I, I was just, you know, whatever. And then it was that first Flashpoint. Um, it was just so well done. Such an epic storyline, and it was like, you know, like the best kind of uh, MMO encounter I'd ever I'd ever played through, and fortunately for them, they put it right up front for me that it changed my mind, and I, you know, I pre-ordered it, and that was it. So I think it, I think it's really quite good. I think, um, you know, it's not perfect, but it does bring a better story. If you like Star, I, I guess I'd say this: if you really like Star Wars, you'll really dig it. If you're into, you know, Conan or you know, just pure fantasy stuff, or if you really like shooters, you you probably aren't going to dig on it too much and you should stay away from it. Thank you for providing your feedback as well as discussing everybody else's. I'm sorry I I wound down into a whimper at the end there. (laughs) You should probably avoid it. You should probably avoid it. It's like um, Noah and I have this um, shared belief that people who write reviews of a game or, or product or whatever they should like take a stance and stick with it, and we're both, and Noah even more so, is just totally aggravated by people who, when you've finished reading the Noah's review, just a bitch. you're right at fifty percent. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying sometimes you're hangry, which is hungry and angry. But, <laughs> That's right. Um, no, I'm just saying it. It's really annoying when you ask somebody for their opinion, and when you're done with, when they're done with their opinion, you're at fifty percent for whether or not they like or hate whatever they're talking about. Do they really like it, or do they really dislike it? I'm not sure, because they've defended both sides. So I would say I would say it's worth it's worth it to buy it. Definitely worth it to give it a shot. I think it's good. And I enjoy it. Right on. Way to take a stand, Mark. Yeah, sorry. I hated <laughs> the way I ended that. And if any of our listeners are looking to join up with you, what is it? What's the group that you created? Um, we haven't got our guild created yet because, <laughs> funny you should ask, because I will now, I will now, um, expose a fatal flaw. The game has a problem, um, at least on the server we're on, whereby I'm not able to see all the people that I know are on the same server and I'm not able to invite them at, or anything like that to be, um, friends or to get the guild together. So um, we're still we're still trying to get the guild together because we need four people to do it. And so far, the most we've been able to assemble is three. Oh. Uh, and they're supposed to be working this out. And they're supposed to, you know, have a fix for it. You know, obviously, there's a whole bunch of things that have come to the forefront after they have launched it. Mostly, you know, probably scalability issues. But um, yeah, we're we're the Hellfire Club. Um, that's going to be the name of our guild. But um, let me. Um, let me um, throw something up in the show notes because by the time you get this, um, we get this edited and out and everything, I should have 
better well, information. Are you on a specific server all the time? Prophecy of the Five. It's an East Coast um, PvP server. And we will be called the Hellfire Club. But we're just trying to get it going. Excellent. Listeners, there you have it. And there you have the whole entirety of episode 178 of Channel Massive. Yes. If you're out there playing Skyrim or Star Wars The Old Republic, congratulations. We hope that you're liking it. And I know that Mark's played a chunk of Skyrim and now is all about Star Wars The Old Republic. So if you have stuff you want to talk about with that, please send it into the show to mail at channelmassive.com. And who knows, maybe you're going to get one of those games or some other awesome game you want to tell us about or Christmas or whatever gift-giving holiday tradition ritual you respect. Right. <laughs> Tell us what you think about that. Tell us if you got something that you really enjoyed or didn't enjoy for Christmas or has changed your whole gaming world. Maybe you've got an iPad and now that's all that you want to play games on. That would be sad. But yes, we'd like to hear that. <laughs> we would. So we look forward to hearing from you. Thank you as always for subscribing to the show and we will be back. Best podcast in the world. Warcraft for ten years. If I can't play Diablo 3 soon, I might just kill myself.